For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to another episode of the Bamos Morados Podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Benton. As always, you can find me on Twitter at PurpleSDF. And I am Zach. You can always find me on Twitter at Zach W. Allen. So today we actually only have one match that we'll get to talk slow about. Slow week. Slow week, yeah, but there's a lot of other news and, uh, and important information to talk about. So plenty to digest and, and mull through. But first things first, let's talk about the, the latest match that uh, Little City had. A revenge match against Memphis 901. I was looking forward to this because that that lost at, at Memphis just really left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I think I said last week that you know the team wanted this one. Like they want to make a statement after mm-hmm. after the last Memphis game. Yeah, absolutely. And they'd have an opportunity to so back at home, which I don't, I don't know why they've struggled so much on the smaller pitches, which for context, for those of you listening, Memphis 901 plays on a baseball field like we used to, which means it's a smaller pitch than what you see at Lynn Family Stadium. And it does make a difference. Yeah, just in general, all season, the, the smaller pitches have given them the most trouble. So between, I mean, between that and losing the Indy, I mean, they were on a little, little bit of a slide, so need to pick things back up and thankfully that they did pick things up. They did Uh, been sidebar. Um, Cameron Lancaster wizard. Has he been consulting the, the dark arts? He's been consulting the dark arts for quite a while. I mean, he's just been, (laughs) he's been consistent (laughs) nonstop, but particularly this match. uh, He, he sold a soul. It was all cam this match. It was all cam. Uh, I mean, it was it was a little bit of a, I'm not going to say a slow start because I think it was a good match through and through. It's just usually I feel like we kind of go out and we get one right away, like regardless yeah, of the point. We're feeling the game out at the start of this one. Yeah, the first, like. yeah, the first goal didn't happen to what, like uh, a little bit after the 20th minute? Yep, was yeah, it? first minute. And just beautiful team goal. It, oh, yeah. An incredible passing sequence to, to get to that one. I think... Almost everyone that was attacking touched the ball in that buildup. Yeah, it was some some great work. And then Cam did a good job to head it in, which he's had. I saw he had six headers this season. And I didn't go back and look like on a match by match basis. But I feel like all those have happened in this later portion of the season. Just a lot of head goals for him. At that part. But so either way, that put us up uh, one nothing pretty early. And then kind of another, again, I don't want to use the phrase lull on the action, but some more kind of back and forth sequences. Um, yeah. it Overall, was, it was not a, um, 
it was not a, well, I mean, that, that's the style Memphis plays, but it was not an up and down game. It was yeah. like the, the chances were kind of few and far between, I think, yeah. which is what you would expect given the way the other game team games against Memphis have gone. Yeah, there were, there were limited, like notable moments, which I think in some other matches, a lot of times you, you get other, other portions of it to com- comment on, but really is pretty kind of standard. It was enjoyable all around, but I mean, credit to Memphis. They they were able to hang in there towards the end of the first half is when they bagged their goal, which, I mean, that's 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 a tough one to stop. You just got to stop that sequence from the beginning. It was that yeah, long Nobody cross. got on the end of the cross. Yeah, and he, he had it at like a foot in front of goal, like just redirect it at like the last moment. Yeah. So really good on I couldn't them. even tell from our seats. It was hard to tell if he even headed it or if it just went in. It, because it was that close to the, the goal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he was super close, but that had it just redirected at the last moment. So that's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, despite how close it was, it's a, it's a tough one to stop. Yeah. So, I mean, good on them for that, but they didn't, they didn't let things keep them down. And then they responded the next pretty goal. quick. Yeah, the next goal. Uh, finally, we get the stoppage time <laughs> goal. Absolutely. Yeah. A spe- and a special one at that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So back to the wizard thing. That that ball <laughs> does not obey Earth physics <laughs> when he shoots it. I can't... I have watched that replay about a hundred times. It is the weirdest knuckleball flight path. It, he kicked it from about 40 yards away. The ball never goes higher than like six feet in the air, but never goes lower than like three feet in the air. It just sort of goes in a straight line and then like ducks to the right at the very end out of nowhere. I would love a high quality kind of close up of Cam's foot making contact with the ball and just watch it in slow motion see exactly what's happening there because I have no idea. You could completely lie to me and tell me he's doing X, Y, and Z, and I'd have to believe it. Like, I don't know how you make the ball do that. He, I mean, he knuckled, it was a knuckleball. He knuckled it, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, you hit it in a way that you put no spin on it. Um, but, um, but like I, I said, what the, I really the want power, how high it didn't like, go, yeah. I just, I, I, it's this, I don't know. Incredible. Was, yeah. Like the, I mean, I thought at the time watching it live that it was like, oh, that's a huge, huge, huge mistake by the keeper. Mm-hmm. But watching the replay, I, I don't know how big of a goalkeeping mistake it was so much as just that was an incredibly hard ball to get a read on in the air. I, I was in the same boat. I kind of uh, thought it was one of those sequences where it's like, just test the goalkeeper, see what he has. And <laughs> I thought it snuck by. It wasn't yeah. until later that I really truly it, appreciate it. Watching the replay, like he was set up for where the ball was going to be. And then in the last like 10 yards of its flight, it just dips to the right all of a sudden. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah, and the replays um, that they put online, they have a good angle where it kind of shows more yeah. of that. I would that. love I would love to have a a keeper eye view of that shot to really see because none of the replays uh, all the replays it's very hard to get a sense of how much it was moving left to right 
you can sort of see the up and down of it, but I would love a directly behind the net view to see like how much movement that had on at the end. And we talked about this when we played soccer the other night. So if there are any club officials listening to our podcast, um, let's get some, uh, let's get some cameras installed behind the goal. Memphis is actually one of the clubs that, that um, does have them. I was looking back at all my gifs that I make of all the goals. And one of those was from, from Memphis. So I got to go, I got to go pro. You hey, guys can one. use. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll own it. <laughs> I'll own it for that. Cause hey, it'd be, it'd be great to see those, those replay angles. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Appreciate the fact that, uh, that Scouse sets up his cameras yeah. on. He got, he has them on both ends now. And scout Scouse is, those are normally great for that, but just, I mean, you don't know where the shots are going to come from before you set it up. And it just, it happened to be on the right side of the goal, which is where it would be hardest to see the movement on that shot, just where it yeah. came from. Yeah. Um, yeah, but most other things that would have been a great angle, but. So if that, uh, that particular strike earned Cameron Lancaster spot on sports centers, top 10. And, and goal and, number and, 19 on the season for him. Yeah, goal 19 on the season. I think it won it officially won goal of the week. And he would go on to earn himself uh, uh, a spot on the team of the week along with Jogo. Well deserved for both of them. Yeah, I mean, can't do too much better on an individual performance. Uh, speaking of Jogo, you want to tell how goal number three? Okay. Yeah, goal number three in the second half. Um, and I'm curious about your thoughts on it. So it was a little um, – Jogo had dished off to somebody. I, I, I want to assume it was Corbin Bone. I don't specifically remember who passed it back over to Jogo, who's making a run into the box kind of along the uh, the end line. Yeah. Right along the kind box. Of running edge. right along the edge of the box. Yeah, the it, was right, it was right there where the defender came in hard on him, and, and he went down. So, I mean, he didn't, he didn't flop or anything, but it was – it was close and it was called a PK. And, and again, I want to get your thoughts on it. I think it was probably fair, but it was not the, it was not the, uh, the hardest foul in the world. Like I could I see think why it was, somebody with Memphis might be a little upset by that, but it was probably, I think ultimately the, the right call. Like he was, just I think it was side. the extremely fair to call that a foul. I, I think when you look in the replays, like Jogo had position, the the guy like was out of position uh and and just sort of put the shoulder or put put his forearm into jogo to push off jo- Jogo's not flopping that much in the replays so i think completely fair to call a foul there probably kind of harsh on the spot uh, like in the replay it looks like contact is initiated right outside the box it, it's not it's not far though so i, I think that happening at game speed without the benefit of watching a replay, like completely understandable to, to give a penalty on that in with the benefit of replay, it's probably a little bit outside the box, but I think we mentioned last week, like Louisville's had some harsh ones go the other way. Sometimes some harsh ones go your way. And I think, uh, I, I guess to, to rope in like sort of the, (laughs) <laughs> the referee uh, uh, news story of the past few weeks, I, I think different than, I, I think this is what you would call completely within the realm of like human 
error in interpretation. Like, yeah, I, I think when you want the game to be refed in real time by people, like they're not going to be able to see to the centimeter exactly where fouls happen. So like yeah. you've got some small margin of error that's just inherent to the game. And I think the benefit of having the game be played fast outweighs the benefit of like having everything go to a replay all the time to get it down to exactly the millimeter. Yeah, this is the kind of call that was kind of so close. I feel like if the same exact sequence happened multiple times, you get a mixed bags of it getting called and it getting not called. So it was close. And I don't think I don't think either way would have been wrong. Yeah, it was just hard, especially if there was if there was VAR, it'd be a totally different story. And I, and it might. Well, not and called. like it's also just like a, a foul like that. The spot where it happens, I'm using finger quotes is like very nebulous, even with replay, like, you know, like if you shove a guy, like what point on the field do you associate with that? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, is it where you hit him? Is it where the ball was? Is it like it, that there's, there's always like going to be a little, little bit of interpretation there. Yeah, so it was it was certainly an interesting one. Either way, it went Louisville City's way. Again, like I said, you win some, you lose some. We happen to win this one. Now I'm going to keep my Plus, purple tinted I, glasses on and <laughs> be okay with it. Other than giving Lancaster the hat trick, it didn't really affect the game at all. Yeah, it's a mean, two-one game instead of a three-one game. It's not a huge difference. Might be a bit more of a talking point if it was a if it was kind of a game maker breaker, but uh, but in this case, it ultimately not being anything more than and solidifying his hat trick so you know well and i will say in person i thought it was clearly a penalty kick like yeah at at, at real speed from from the view i had you know that looked like it was a pk yeah from like 300 yards away or whatever i was (laughs) (laughs) but um so yeah i put um put us up three to one which is ultimately the final score line ended up being but there is one other moment from this match i want to bring up make sure that we highlight we had another pro debut for another academy product mr carlos mogul jr came in the match at what 79th minute yeah that looks to be correct yep and so he's uh he's the third academy product to make a first team appearance in regular competitive play and I was very excited to to see that happen. At first, honestly, I missed the announcement when he was coming in because I was in the section where the speakers oh, were see, working. I, so we spotted him warming up at halftime, um, and because I I noticed he was on on the eighteen, and I had told my 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 dad came to the game with me this time, and mm-hmm. I had mentioned that if they get a league, I think the, if they get a lead, they're probably going to want to put him in and get him some minutes, um, and then. Like we noticed after that Lancaster goal, like he he switched jerseys on the sideline and started warming up with Hopeno, oh, and go. so it, yeah, I was wait, I was waiting for him to come in. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't watching that part, and we were in that section where the the speakers weren't working, so we couldn't hear really any of the announcements. And all of a sudden, I looked out there, I'm like, all right, who's in the match now? And I saw, and I saw the number. I'm like, I'm like 64. I'm like, I'm like, Josh is 66. I'm like 64. I'm like, oh my gosh. I like I think that's Carlos Mogul. I think he finally got in. Yep. So I just I love seeing that. I love seeing those moments. And I'm glad he was able to find uh earn an I shouldn't say find able to earn an opportunity to make out in the pitch because Coach Cruz after the match made it clear he just doesn't 
hand those things out. I mean, he's, he felt like he's earned it and he brought something to the match that would, would help the team win. So congrats to him. Yep. And he uh, got on the ball a little bit. It looked like he had three completed passes. He looked um, uh, like he looked like he belonged out there. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things, like I think these guys have been having so much time training with the first team. It, it's not as much them being thrown in the deep end as we, you know, the casual observer might, might expect or anticipate. He's been playing with these older guys for, for quite a while, pretty much on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I mean, well, and I mean, new is pretty the much context. the best team in the league always. Yeah. So they're, right. they're practicing not just against, yeah, I mean, they're practicing against some of the best players in the league in practice. So, yeah, so I think he was prepared for the moment. The harder, the harder thing is probably the context of a, a stadium full of people and the and just the pressure of knowing the moment that you're going through. But either way, I mean, he seemed he did, you know, he did totally just fine with it. Yep. He looked like he belonged. So moving on to the uh, numbers of the match, I thought this was a little interesting and and you're going to have to. You're going to have to correct me here, fill in the gaps. We did not win out in the XG battle, and that's only happened just a couple of times this season. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, that could quite so a number before. on the way I counted, it was a draw in the XG, which they've, they've had nine draws. Uh, the only time they've actually lost in the XG was the last Memphis game all season. Okay, you mean so like lost? Basically, lost. like they're being a big discrepancy. By XG, they're 21, 1, and 9 this season on my little XG tracker. So, because I would point, it's it was 1.4 to 1.5, which is basically that I have my little thing counts that as a draw in the XG. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I think that was pretty fair. I mean, again, opportunities were, were limited throughout the match. Yeah. I, and, 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 and and the one that they scored was particular. Um, it was a very good high one. X, X, yeah. XG. Um, and they also hard. had, um, oh, I don't remember. Somebody had a shot that I thought went in. We were watching it that hit the side net from. Yeah, that was like in the sort 50 of some box. Minute. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of skidded um, like right along the side. Well, okay, and like, <laughs> I don't, it went in. I don't know if you would consider the. Lancaster shot from the parking lot to be a particularly high expected goal. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that was not, <laughs> I don't want to call it a, it's not a fluke because there's certain, he had something I, on it that, that got it. It kind of makes me want to dig through the numbers because, because he had, um, at slugger, he had another one of those midfield shots that it was a little different. Cause this one, the keeper came out and he, he chipped it over the keeper's head from midfield so I, I know just from my memory, he's had two goals scored from about that deep. I'm kind of curious to see how many shots he's taken from that far away total. <laughs> Cause like the best, I, yeah, he, he's hitting, I think a pretty high percentage of those so far. Hey, I'm not mad about it. Again, sometimes yeah. just all you have to do is test the keeper and to see what happens. But yeah. It makes me, I kind of want to dig and see how many 40 plus yard shots he's taken. Because I know he's hit two. Um, he had a free kick from pretty deep too, that he he made at Slugger. Yeah, he said some weird ones, and then that that uh, that corner kick he he made earlier in the season. Yeah, that's got to count for something. <laughs> um, looking at some of the other numbers of the match, I thought it was kind of an even affair. One thing I did like to see is that 
Last match, Louisville City's passing like success rate was terrible. It's like 72%. They usually hover in the high 70s, low 80s. This one was at 82%. So they were doing much better at that. Um, Oddly, Memphis was at 83. Yeah, I mean, they did they did well too. It's was a little uncharacteristic. Usually, Louisville City is able to contain that a bit. And possession-wise, uh, Louisville City did win out. But like as far as sh- like shots, it was it was pretty even. I mean, they outshot us nine to seven. But as far as on-target shots go, Louisville City got the better of them, five to three. Yeah. So well, I mean, and yeah. something that's hard to like uh, when you hit a shot like that Lancaster shot and get the league lead going into halftime. There's like not a reason to be like really pressing and throwing numbers forward. And so I like, even though that was a low XG shot, they hit it. And so that sort of changes the entire character of the second half Mm -hmm. a little bit. So it's like, I, one of the reasons their XG was fairly low is like they had the lead. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. But yeah, it's uh glad to see them get the win. As far as the stats go, probably not. They're not as it was not as big of a turnaround as you want to see moving into the it was, postseason. It was a great thing. And one of the next thing I was going to get into is that like Memphis is probably the team on I slept on the most, partly because like kind of like early in our preseason, they had like five players signed and that's it. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to be a disaster. Well, at least so their owner got... wasn't in gold this season. <laughs> yeah. Timmy didn't make it, make it in gold, but like they had like five guys signed. And so I'm like, there's, they're, they're not going to be competitive. And I feel like they've, they, they'd grown over the season to the point where I think they, they give us a good match. So, so props to them. And I, I think we did good kind of, we, we had a lot of our pieces back. Corbin bone was back. We didn't yeah, know Corbin. what his situation was going to be with just having the baby, but with uh, Gibson still. Yeah. I was going to say with Gibson back. and Napo out that required uh, now McCabe to play more of a, de- a defensive midfielder sort of role, yeah. which he's kind of like a Swiss army knife, but so he was able to probably get the there. had a little bit to do with why mogul was on the bench for that game. True. Yeah, true. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think because that was but... sort of the position he checked in at. Yep. Yeah, very fair. So, but I mean, it was good to have you know have Jogo, OMB, and Bone all on the pitch at the same time. I feel like like a lot of times at moments we've been missing one or two of those pieces, and that's when bad things have happened. And coming off of two losses, it's nice to see all three of them together, and for us to secure a win. Yep. So, um, they got the points, which is what they needed the most. Yeah, we, we got the points, which I guess this is a good segue into talking about the final match of the season against the Birmingham Legion. So, to set the stage, the three points that we secured there pretty much ensured that the last match against Birmingham was going to be meaningful and decide the division. Um, so, currently we sit at 58 points, they sit at 60 points after that following day they beat the crap out of sporting Kansas city. It was ugly. I was trying to watch it like and cheer on Swope park Rangers, but backfired <laughs> horribly. It was six, nothing. We needed them to do us a solid. And they did the complete opposite. So Birmingham's coming into the match in good form. They get the plat home, which we have, we we've struggled on the road this season. We've done very well at home, but struggled on the road. 
So it's a bit of an uphill battle because of that two points gap. It's we have to win to secure first place in the division, which means a more optimal seating position in the playoffs. And the first road game at Birmingham was a one-two loss. Um, yeah, there. Uh, it was a it was a really close game. From it was yeah, what I remember that there was a very tight, um, pretty defensive. Yeah, not a lot of chances. So. I mean, I think it's certainly I, doable, but it's it's not going to be easy. They're, they are not going to get a lot of chances in this, I don't think. I think neither team, I think this is going to be an extremely defense-heavy I mean, basically game. basically the uh, the playoffs are starting a week early. Like, this, this is a big match. Because Birmingham has defended Louisville really well. I think probably the best of any team they've played all yep. year, in my opinion. So, and they get through, they... They secure the division with a draw. So I think they are. They can park the bus. Yeah, they are going to be slowing down that game as much as possible. Uh, So I think like they did against Memphis, they're going to really have to make the most of the chances that they do get because I don't think they're going to get a lot. Yeah. So according to 538, Louisville City has a 35% chance of securing the victory, which means winning the division, which conversely means 65% chance for Birmingham to win first place in the division. 38% chance for them to win. Honestly, percent chance for them to draw. Road road game against a team that's ahead of them in the standings right now, 35 is actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, all things fair, it'd be 33, 33, 33, if you would say everything's completely even. Yeah. Um, so... I think it says a lot about Louisville that even even in this situation on the road, still have a slight edge in the the probabilities. Yep, I, I agree. It's it'll be a tough one. They can do it, but they, I mean, they got to be firing on all cylinders. <laughs> they need to have all their key pieces playing at their 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 max potential. If we can get another one from midfield, I think that would help. <laughs> <laughs> really crack the game open. <laughs> uh, so I'm confident a team, but I'm also pretty nervous about this encounter. I, I'm a little, I, I'm not ner- I'm excited more than anything. I, I, it's, it's like the playoffs get to start a week early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got this, this jitters. I'm, I'm nervous in the sense like, Oh, this is, this is big not so much like i'm lacking confidence yeah for them does that make sense yeah it makes sense we will see uh what little city team shows up and we'll see what birmingham team shows up and again three points or nothing uh also i should mention uh the coopers tweeted out a link for tickets to the game it's only like seven dollars for the away fan special like you put in the loose city code tickets. So if you are like in a position to make the road trip down there, very, like very reasonably priced tickets and, and it's going to be a good game. Yeah. I also put the link at the bottom of my match recap for, um, for Memphis. That's vamosmorados.com for those of you listen, checking out. Um, yeah. Use the promo code loose city and yeah, pretty cheap tickets. If I didn't have, other obligations, I would totally be there, but I do. 
So I'm if it to... wouldn't be after 1 a.m. when we got home, and and the only way to to go would be if I brought our daughter with us, I'd probably go. But it's a it's gonna be a TV game for me. Yeah, I um, I'm going to try to catch it later. I haven't decided if I'm going to turn my phone off during the match or not. We will see. I can text you updates. No, that's what I don't want. <laughs> if, if I'm going to watch it later, but I don't, I don't know. You just like uh, put like a little little in ear, put earbud, AirPod in, and uh, I'll just I'll give you the play by play over the Man, phone. I'm going to a wedding. My wife will beat me if I do that. <laughs> I gotta live. I gotta stay in this house. It's getting cold out. Can't get kicked out. So. Either way, I don't know. Maybe my absence will be a good thing. I missed the Sporting Kansas City match, and I missed the uh, Racing Louisville's last win. Who knows? Maybe I maybe it's good luck when I don't watch when I have to miss these matches. Maybe correlation causation. Who knows? <sighs> All right, I believe Zach, you have an update for us um, on a, on the league wide front. Yeah, man, they should just put me in charge. They did exactly what I said they should do. Uh, the, uh, oh, wait, uh, ref watch. So we got update. Uh, should we, should we embed some, uh, some transitional music for you there for ref watch? We'll get the state Louisville guys to throw some, some music in there. Uh, yeah, so we got an update to the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh, Miami, uh, incident uh so for for anyone who didn't see last week uh miami kicked the ball into their own net uh after a free kick and the crew on the field missed that there was a pass before they kicked it in and so gave pittsburgh a corner kick rather than a goal because they thought that the ball went in directly off the free kick which is that is the correct thing to do in that situation but there was very clearly a pass first so should have been a goal um, good. and the uh, the league announced this week that they will be um giving pittsburgh the goal and then replaying the last 24 minutes of the game after the incident so they will be though they will take the field start in minute um oh i don't i don't remember what minute is it was like the 60 something yeah like it's less than half of a match minute with pittsburgh up 1-0 like it should have been um which in my opinion is really the only choice the league had i thought um jake edwards the president of the league in the their press release i thought worded it really well in that um this incident was outside of what they would consider the realm of reasonable human error for an officiating mistake. I think we mentioned like on that uh, penalty kick for Louisville city that that even though that may, the contact there may have been slightly outside the box, that was like completely within the realm of human, like interpretation of events and human error. Like we, it's a game that we don't want, officiated by cameras we wanted officiated by like people on the field mm-hmm. and so there's like some amount of error that you accept as part of that but that this mistake was outside of what you would allow for that that, yeah. that no no reasonable 
human should have interpreted this as anything other than a goal. It, yeah, it was just complete misapplications of the rule. It was so yeah. un- uh, unprecedented. And like such an unusual situation, not one yeah. that you will see for another very long time, if at all. I think a lot of people were worried that this is opening up a can of worms, but this no. is a is that, clear, I, I think, like clear, like misuse. And, I, I'm not going to say misuse, just like disregard for for the rule. And it's not unprecedented in sports that like that this specific remedy. It's not like this is the first time a game has ever been replayed from a certain minute onward. Yeah. That like, um, I know in basketball that. Like NBA has done this for games where someone should have been thrown out. Someone should have fouled out and the crew gave them too many fouls. They've, they've replayed games from that minute onward before. Um, I think in the article I saw about it, they, there was a um, uh, major league baseball replayed a game. Um, I don't remember specifically what the situation was there, but like, this is a thing with precedent in sports before. This is not a completely new thing. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason why I suggested this as the remedy, because like, it's a thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. And I I thought it was interesting in that press release they put out about, they even talked about how they looked into it for potential match match fixing, which was uh, interesting. I I would have to think if you're fixing matches, you wouldn't go with something so egregious and obvious. There are so many ways. Maybe it's the first time fixing a match. We're not all pros at it, Zach. (laughs) <laughs> there are so many little things that you can do as a ref at a soccer match that yeah. that would not bring down the entire like weight yeah. of the all the fans uh yeah. in this way yeah i, I um, think it's, it's certainly a, a unique circumstance and i think ultimately nobody wins in this scenario so it's well, not because, like the league like wanted to do something like this they they needed to act and i'm very glad that they did because there I, was I, no interpretation involved in this like there 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 was literally no way uh, i think this is the equivalent of like a shot that hit the side net and popped popped in behind the goal and they thought it would they awarded it as a goal when it actually missed like it, mm-hmm. it, it is not like they interpreted things wrong. Like it, it was clearly a goal that they didn't, that was not awarded. Um, yeah. and, uh, so that, and you can't just, because they played the rest of the game with it, a zero, zero draw, like you can't just give them the goal and then have that be it because like Miami, Miami's defense would be, we were playing for a draw because that helped us in the standings we would not have played the rest of that game the same had we been down a goal. Yeah, that's so I, I think you have to replay it from that point onward if you're going to award the goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, based off of online feedback that I saw, just random comments here, there on Twitter and Reddit, whatnot, I think we are in the minority that appreciate that this match is, is being replayed or being addressed in this manner. I think a lot of people are concerned about the precedent set, but again, I think the, the fact that this is such a... I think a it's bizarre a bizarre situation. Like, it's I think a good it's precedent historical. if we fix things that are obvious problems. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think not reacting oh, no. would have been bad. Oh, the slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. I th- and I think not doing anything would have been bad. So again, like nobody wins in this situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe Pittsburgh does, but. 
Well, I mean, but as far as making the decision, I think it's an obvious was. loss for Pittsburgh. Like that's that's why they had to do something about it. Like, uh, I someone did the math that like, I mean, if it costs Pittsburgh a a home home playoff game, that's that's the equivalent of like probably in the hundred thousand dollar range lost by Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's um right. So we'll curious to see what will, what will happen there as far as the rest of that match. But thanks for the update. Yeah. Um. Next up, we don't have any racing matches to talk any other about. League news. Oh. Oh, we got lots of racing matches yes. from racing players to talk about. Yeah. You wanna you wanna fill me in? Yeah. So we got we a little bit a of bit. uh had a lot of international uh play going on this weekend and racing had okay i'm gonna i'm gonna leave someone out and i'm gonna feel bad about it uh so racing had i'll try to keep you um, honest so ebony salmon was the captain for the england under 23 team which is cool. what an honor yeah um so that's that's the big deal um freya uh i i didn't see i didn't see the game i'm not sure if she played or not but she was on the she was on the sure roster. She did for, get she did get some playing okay. time. Yeah, she got in. I feel um, like I saw a picture of her playing. Okay, uh, Emily Fox checked in in the second half of the the U.S. Korea match, and then as we are recording right now, the second U.S. South Korea game is going on, and she got the start at left back in that one. So um, as of right now, it's two nothing U.S. So Big it's going well. Yeah, it should have started her in the first one. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, and then also um, uh, Vanessa Cara, who we've not seen much of this year. I think she, I looked, uh, she's had 39 minutes total this season for, for racing. Um, but she got the call up for a Dominican Republic against uh, Bolivia, I think. Um, and, and had a, had an awesome game for them. She, she got the start. Uh, it was a 3-0 win, and she had two goals and an assist. So. <laughs> oh. I, Maybe that earns her some minutes uh, back here I would say, I, I, <laughs> I, I think if that does not earn you some minutes in these last two games against uh, Gotham, I don't know what does. Right? Yeah, I, uh, I kind of expect to see a little bit of her. Well, and it's kind of funny because before, before this match, I was digging through – um i was digging through some of the like advanced stats for racing on the year i was looking at like goals added totals and expected pass percentage and plus minus and all that Mm -hmm. and one thing that popped out was uh partly she only has 39 minutes so it's just a fairly small sample size but she was like surprisingly high (laughs) on, on some of the advanced stats for just the like Mm. half a game she played yeah uh so i was like man i i would be interested to see some more minutes for her to see (laughs) see if this keeps up and then she got the start for dominican republic it's like now i really want to see some more minutes. (laughs) yeah give us a bigger sample size to work with yeah Yeah, especially now the last two games uh, yeah season i well plus you want to reward like like she had a really good game this weekend and i feel like you want to reward that and let her see some minutes for the club. Yeah, I'm going to be really disappointed if we don't if we if she doesn't make some form of a uh, appearances. Yeah. 
We'll see, though. We'll see. Speaking of opportunities for her to make an appearance, we got we got well, two games against the same team coming up this week. Oh, you forgot one player. Wait, Shana. Wait. Oh, Shana, Shana. There yes. we go. Shana. I told you I keep you a, honest. Uh, she got the start for Jamaica mm-hmm. uh, and had a pretty good game from what I remember. Did you get to watch that one? I did not get to watch it. Oh. You made it sound like you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what that's what I gotta do on to to make myself sound better. No, I <laughs> I, I seen her from the from Twitter, it sounded like she had a good game. There you go, yeah. I mean, some of these matches, like like where do you go to like watch some of them? You know? Yeah, it's, it's hard to track down some out games. a picture of the Dominican Republic game on their TV, and I have no clue where that was streaming. <laughs> Yeah, too many streaming services anymore. Some of them I'm have like real niche even channels. I'm having the score because I think that I think they played again today. <laughs> um, so you got to do some research to find Wojciech's score sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, even the um, even the U.S. women's national team, who like, I mean, they get they get more people at their games than most MLS matches it's still very hard to find like actual statistics on their games. You usually just get yeah. the score. Uh, that's it. Hopefully it's a, it's a problem that time will fix. Right. Did you want to move on and talk about the last set of matches that racing has in store? Yeah. So uh, like I mentioned uh, before bitten, correctly pointed out i i did in fact forget a <laughs> national team call up uh uh we got two matches against gotham we got um the regularly regularly scheduled one this weekend and then also the um makeup match for the uh the one that was postponed er- earlier in the year and yeah, we play them home on thursday and then basically jump right on our plane with them and take them on on saturday their place well and for for all these like um all these national team players who are playing tonight it's (laughs) jump on a plane get back to louisville for a game on thursday jump on a plane get back for uh, another game on sunday the home stretch that's a rough schedule it is indeed but it will be uh miss carly lloyd's final matches because right as we speak like you mentioned She's playing her final national team game, and we're going to be fortunate enough to see her playing here in Louisville. The, the Gotham Twitter account announced that she will for sure be be playing in the, the game here in Louisville. Um, Which is phenomenal news. Pretty awesome. Yeah. If, unless they make the final, it's probably your last chance to ever see Colin Lloyd anywhere near Louisville. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we're very, I'm, I think we're very fortunate that we have an opportunity to see players like her. It's just, it's just such a cool thing to be part of the NWSL and having, having these big household names coming into town. Yeah. Especially considering the circumstances for her now. So Zach, what are you looking for in these, uh, in these last two matches against uh, Gotham? Um, so what do you want to see? I mean, Gotham is looking to win because they still they still could finish as high as second. And so um 
selfishly, I would like, I'd like to see Louisville deny them finishing second, <laughs> uh, whatever it takes for that. Uh, so I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm setting the bar too low. I want to see less than six points for Gotham out of these two games. Uh, that's sort of what I would be happy with. Now, like, like player wise or positionally, are there anything, spe- is there anything special that you're, you're so looking we for? Mentioned early, I, we mentioned earlier, uh, I'd like to see some minutes for Kara, probably, yep. probably in the, the away game. Cause it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround for for the home mm-hmm. match on Thursday. Um, um, <laughs> I'd like to see um, maybe some minutes for the the midfield lineup that we had in the the last game against Orlando. Uh, that is that's like a midfield pairing we have not seen at all this this season and it seemed to work really well in the Orlando game. And we so, talked about that, that passing matrix and the success that they, yeah. they had. So with that. I, I'd like to see maybe a lineup similar to what we put out against Orlando again, see if that was a one-time thing, or if maybe we have some, some good combination play there that we've not been mm-hmm. aware of this whole season. Yeah. Um, well, and especially um, Freya's was on national team duty. She's going to be on short rest. So that, it seems like they would have a reason to, to put auto out yeah. again. Um, so. I would, yeah, I, that was my, my thought. I really want to see a, a lineup similar to that of, of the Orlando match and yeah. kind of see what happens there, you know? Yep. I, I am not expecting to see any of the players that have picked up knocks in the last couple of weeks. I'm not expecting to see anything from. So I, I have, I'm, I've pretty much, just assume that that bon- we've seen the last of Bonner for the season. Oh, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, there's. Uh, I see. No I see no reason things. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, the I wouldn't. I don't want to give these last two games away, but there, uh, there's also no reason to push it for anybody on a yeah, knock. Thousand percent agree. Yeah. Got played smart. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to, to get at least a draw out of that Thursday night game. That's sort of what i'm yeah, looking let's, for right let's, now let's end their time here and we'll the end of their first season at home on a good note yep i think that would be good because so. gotham's pretty hot right now so yeah, that's, i think yeah. that's why I'm, i think I'm okay with the getting draw. a draw out of that would be that's no yeah that's no joke so it would feel like a win so all right, Zach, is there, is there any other items that we had left off the list of things that we wanted to review? Uh, let's see. We did cover quite a bit, quite a bit of ground. Yeah. Um, I think we covered, we covered all my notes unless we're going to start talking about our old man games. I think we're, I think we're out. I think we'll, I think we'll spare the people. We'll wait until we talk until we get a win, and then we'll talk about that one. <laughs> Sadness. So, all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you tuning in. We thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you for the state of Louisville for continuing to host us. If you guys have not checked out their website already, please make sure you do that. While you're at it, might as well browse on over to bombusmarados.com. 
see what that's about if you've not been there. So I've oh, been, uh, I have a, I have a thing going up on stay level this week. Oh, I you do plug that. Yeah. Uh, me and me and Michael, uh, Florida Lee FC are doing, doing our, uh, our pregame picks again, our, my, my solid pewter locks. Oh, excellent. Awesome. Yeah. I'll be looking forward so to that. I'll, uh, we'll see if, uh, so, so far I'm not wrong about any of them before the article even posts, which is an improvement <laughs> over the last two. So we'll there we go. I can make it. Yeah. We've not been known for our takes except for, I did call that Louisville city would have a convincing win over Memphis and a special goal. I, I called that Orlando was not actually good at the start of the season. I've done better with the long-term picks. It's the short-term picks I'm terrible with. <laughs> so we'll see how that pans out. I'll be sure to check out that article, and I hope you, dear listener, you check it out as well. So as I was saying, I'm Benton. Find me on Twitter, PurpleSDF. And I'm Zach. You find me on Twitter, at Thanks again. We will catch you guys next week. Bye, y'all. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.